Welcome to Lit with Kelly and Jacqueline, the podcast. If you're one of the people who have stopped by our blog at litwithkellyandjacqueline.com, thanks for reading and for finding us here. If this is the first time you've heard of us, we're glad you found the podcast. I'm Kelly. And I'm Jacqueline. And we are here back for another podcast. Yeah. 30s. We're 36. Yep. That was a good age. You said that about 35. I did. 36 was a good age, too. Were they all good leading up? 35 to 45. Okay. Oh, that's a good range. Okay. Yeah, I'm still, I'm in that one. I'm I'm closing in on the end of that range now. But yeah, they've they've been fine. I remember, like, when you turned 40, was it as bad as you thought it was going to be? No. Same. No. 35 was the hardest. Okay. Because you were no longer in my early early 30s. 30s. Now you're... (laughs) You know, late thirties, yeah. and so that was that was a hard one. But after after yeah. thirty five, <laughs> yeah, turning forty wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Right. So it's yeah. fine. And it's now I now I really have to think about how old I am. Like once I turned forty, I stopped oh, like yeah. thinking about it. I don't so, know how old I am. Yeah, it anyway. doesn't really matter. We're young at heart, and, and here we are. We are to talk about <laughs> the, these these also um, early forties aged folks Ooh. who had a task in front of them. Yes, they did. So we're going to talk today about the newest Grady Hendrix title, How to Sell a Haunted House. And the synopsis is sort of right in the title of the book. Right. Except it's real, it really minimizes the story. <laughs> I feel like, you know, I don't want to give a summary of this book because yeah. I think it gives a lot away yeah. before we get into the spoilers. And I agree. Because I, the only reason that I knew about it is because you had mentioned that you were in the middle of it. Okay. And so, I, but if I would have just picked it up, I thought, oh, cow. Yeah. 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 And I only picked it up because Grady Hendrick's last two books have appealed to me in a way I was not expecting. Right. They're, they're right. not really, they're not the choice I would normally make in my reading, <laughs> but I loved them. I've said it before, the one that you chose, Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying oh, Vampires, still my was favorite. my favorite book that year. Right. It was so good. It and um, and then Final Girl Support Group did not disappoint. So right. we're back hoping the third time was a charm right. with How to Sell a Haunted House. It, and it really, the synopsis is in the title. This is two siblings, Louise and Mark, whose parents have died, and they are now tasked with getting estate rid of stuff yes, right. and, and <laughs> yes finalizing the estate and disposing so, of property yes and we can leave it at that correct yes so um what do what do we oh, have for drinks do, uh, today well i think we need to wait to describe the drink too because i think it's a giveaway oh you think yeah Okay. Yeah, let's wait for the drink. What have you been? Okay. Re- what have you been reading? Oh gosh! All right. Um, <laughs> so I'm listening to um, a book called Chouette, and it's C H O U E T T E, and apparently it is French for owl, and it is about um, a woman who has recently had her first child. Um, only it's not. It's not going exactly how she thought it was going to go, and that's all I'm going to say. Okay. Um, and I just finished reading Hello Sunshine by Laura Dave, who oh. wrote, um, The Last Thing He Told Me. Mm-hmm. I read that for my neighborhood book club. And is that before The Last Thing He Told Me or after? Do you know? Published? Yeah. I think before. Oh, okay. Um, and I read The Mitford Affair by Marie Benedict, the new one there. Mm-hmm. And um, and then the Youth Media Awards were recently announced. And so I was listening to some of the Newberry Honor Books, ah, too. Okay. So yep. those are out there. And 
I'm a firm believer that books are for everyone. Doesn't matter oh, your absolutely. age. So. <laughs> and absolutely. I re- and I enjoyed the last map maker, so that was good. How about you? Uh, the only thing I've read um, is I finally read the 29th in the series of the Stephanie Plum novels. So I think it's Going Rogue. Did I read I, that? I don't know. It came out in November because, you know, they always come out in November. Yeah. And, I think um, I did. And yeah, um, by Janet Ivanovich. Okay. So that's the one I just finished. It's okay. typical. Well, yeah. It's typical. You know. The good thing about Stephanie is that she's consistent. She's consistent. <laughs> Sometimes they're laugh out loud funny situations and mm-hmm. some are just predictable, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Have you been have you finished any more of your Ellen rereads? I have not. Okay. Nope. Nope. Um but in my Goodreads challenge, I only have to read one and a half books a week now. No, oh, a month. Look at one you. and a half books a month for the rest of the year in order to make my goal. Look at you. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So, mm-hmm. Okay. So we gave our briefest of synopses. Right. <laughs> and, right. Um, we're going to tell you about the drink in a minute. We've talked about what we're reading. Are we ready to dive straight into spoilers on this one? All yeah. right. So three, two, one, spoiler alert. Okay. Let's talk about the drink first. Okay. <laughs> so tell the people what it's called. <laughs> it's called the Barbie doll drink. And then this is coconut rum, uh, pineapple juice, Sprite, and it was supposed to be a raspberry sour pass, which is which is like a raspberry liqueur type yeah. of thing. Um, but we just muddled some raspberries in there because we didn't have raspberry sour pass. So Yeah, it didn't seem like the thing that was going to be the easiest to find <laughs> at your local bottle shop. <laughs> no, I like I had never heard of that before. So that's what we have here. And uh, so let's taste and then we'll... Okay. okay. I, I have to apologize in advance because I feel like I'm going to do a lot of cackling today. <laughs> and so I just be ready. This, this, whole, this whole scenario is amazing. <laughs> Oh, I like that. So it's not as sweet as you think. No, no. For putting, you know why? It's because you bought fancy pineapple juice. Oh. And it's good. Right. But that's why. If you spend a little money on that better pineapple juice, it's not, it's not so sugary. Right. Because it's natural. It was like the cold pineapple juice. And it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't. Like, I drink Malibu and pineapple all the time, but I wouldn't have put Sprite in it necessarily. And, and the that, raspberry, muddled raspberry, takes out a lot of the sweetness, yeah, too, Yeah, you think. were right about that That tart cutting the mm-hmm. the sweetness. Mm. That's good. And they're in these really cute um, chew wine glasses, so it feels like a Barbie doll cocktail. <laughs> it does. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like this. I'm glad we doubled it. <laughs> right? <laughs> So the reason we chose this book, because as we said, Louise and Mark, parents have just died, and um, they are settling the estate of their parents, and they one of the things they have to do is sell a house. Well, Louise and Mark's parents was, parents were, well, the mom was a puppeteer, so she made puppets, and she collected dolls. And so all over the house are dolls and puppets. Yeah. A lot of dolls and puppets. There's a lot of visualization in this book. So here's the deal. I can tell you how to (laughs) not have a vampire come into your house, right? I can tell you to not invite a vampire into your house. I know that. I know that. (laughs) I can tell you how to kill a zombie. You know, shoot them in the head or Mm -hmm. cut their head off. I can tell you that. But when it comes to dolls and puppets, oh my gosh. I kept texting you the whole time. 
oh my gosh, here, and all I would get back from Jacqueline was, Kelly, just wait. <laughs> <laughs> be like, oh my I god! I ruin it for you. <laughs> oh, I mean, there were times where I could not sleep with my back to my bedroom door. Oh, Mm-mm. oh, I should have told. I probably should have told you not to read it at bedtime. Oh man, well, yeah, I was reading it at night, right before bed, and so what? So what happens is, um, so Louise lives out in San Francisco, right? Yep. And uh, she ends up getting pregnant by her longtime boyfriend, Ian. And so the parents come out and um, and she lets them know that she's pregnant. She was expecting a totally different reaction. Mm-hmm. And it was a great one. So, boom, you know, that's like the first chapter. Yep. And then it's a nice tone. It does. Like her parents don't let her down in the way she thinks they're going right. to. It seems like they're all going to get along and Poppy's going to have like this great, great extended family right. and her grandparents are going to be there. And then and then like five years boom. later, boom, they're dead. And she gets a call from her brother because it goes from that chapter yeah. of happiness to the next chapter is uh, mom and dad are dead. Mark, yeah. the brother, is calling her to let her know they were in an accident. I'm going to insert something here. How So when she's talking about seeing his name pop up on her phone and she goes like cold because mm-hmm. he never calls her. Right. How many times have you picked up your phone and been like, oh, I don't I don't want to answer this <laughs> every time my children call. <laughs> Do they listen to this podcast? I don't know. No. But yeah, seriously. But, but like, you have that moment where you're right. like, oh, the only reason they would be calling me is not good news. So right. I felt for her from that Absolutely. very moment. Right. Yeah. Go, so, all right. So keep going. So she gets this call. So she gets this call. And so, so Poppy's now, what, five years old? Mm-hmm. And uh, so anyway, she has to go back home. And this isn't set in South Carolina, Charleston, South Carolina, yep. right? So again, it just reminded me of where the vampire book <laughs> but we're back in south carolina yep. um anyway so she goes home and she goes to the house and uh she walks in the back door and she hears the tv on yep and doesn't think anything of it but when she walks in the living room so here's the life-size <laughs> three foot tall louise and mark dolls that her parents that her mother bought so that she would never, when they moved away, she would always have them with her. So they're sitting in front of the TV watching TV, and the, and so she goes and she turns it off, right? She goes back yes. through the house, and then all of a sudden she hears the TV on again. Yeah. Yeah. It, we're, and we're only like 40 pages in right, right now, right? Exactly. I was like, girl, just set it on fire. <laughs> So she goes back out there. Nothing's changed. They're still sitting there watching the TV, right? Yeah. And uh, so she turns it back off again. And then she did something and she, um, oh, so now at this point she's looking around and she finds her dad's cane. Yep. Finds a hammer where it looks like it took a gouge out of the table. Yep. And mom's purse is still sitting on the kitchen counter, even yep. though they were supposed, they had, they had, so they had left in a hurry. Mm-hmm. But no one knows why. They just thought it was a medical emergency. They, yeah, they were on their way to the hospital, right. and they had a car accident. Right. So you, so so all this foreshadowing. You got a cane that's laying on the ground. Mom's purse is on the on the thing. The hammer, which has a gouge out of the table, is laying on the floor, and the wood chip is on the floor. Two dolls are sitting in the chair, watching and the TV, TV has turned itself back on. on. And so finally, she just yanks the cord out, and she picks up the dolls, and she takes them out to the garage, and the 
puts him in the trash, trash can. can. Yes, yes. So from the onset, you did not. You were unhappy about the doll situation. <laughs> I was very unhappy about the doll situation. And let me tell you the other little thing. So not only did the mother make puppets, there was one stint when she was into taxidermy. Yes, and she made the oh squirrel gosh. nativity scene. The squirrel nativity scene. <laughs> I. I hope that Jenny Lawson has read this book because of all the authors that I know of, she would appreciate this the most. Uh, yeah, so the squirrel nativity is there, and but when when Louise gets there, when, or was it the second time she shows up? There, the hired crew yes. is there to clean everything Correct. out, and she's not having any. Of yes. That. So okay, so the first day she's there, she unplugs the TV, she throws away the creepy dolls. The squirrel nativity goes in the trash can also, and she decides that she's done for the day. Actually, I think or does it's the all crew in one. Show up? The crew, crew shows, shows up. up. Yep. Hired crew shows up. Her brother has taken it upon himself to hire a third party to help dispose of all of the contents of the house. Yes. His um, allegation being, it's going to be too difficult. We don't want to throw away... Or we we won't know what to keep, so we're just going to let someone just do it all, and they'll basically they'll decide what's worth keeping and what's not. Right. And she is having none of this because she wants to make sure that things are gone through. What was important to her parents? She wants. She has some childhood treasures that she would like to right. hold on to. And Louise is operating. We find out later under the assumption that she's in charge of this. Yes, that she's the executor of the will and. Mark has been, I'm going to use the word unreliable, because this is what we're getting from Louise at this point. Correct. Mark has been an unreliable adult child. And 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 Louise feels that her parents have been making excuses for him his whole life, or at least the mom has. And so sometime before, she had, she had arranged with her dad to put Louise in charge of 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 the estate in the event of their deaths. But as we roll through the circus that is the funeral for the puppeteer. The fellowship of the Christian puppeteers. Yeah. I and you know she they the way they were talking about this, she made a solid living. Like she did. Taking this show on the road. Telling doing Bible biblical stories. stories with her homemade puppets, puppets that all had personalities right. and backstories and they all lived in some creepy place called Tiki Two Woods. Yeah. yeah. They had songs. There were it was a whole thing. And she sort of she found this like niche group of people who were doing puppet shows for as educational outings or or whatever you want to call them and and Mark had again decided on all the funeral details. Um, and they were going to do the all the puppets were going to be involved in the funeral too, not just the puppeteers, but the puppets themselves. Correct. And so they, after this funeral, which Louise has feels like she has graciously allowed it to go on. <laughs> well, it was a, and we, a little and like I'm, a circus. And I'm saying this, I'm saying these things about Louise because we about halfway through the book we get a whole other side of we the story. Do. And so, so Louise feels like she's been really gracious in letting this go on as it has. And now they're at the the luncheon fellowship gathering after the funeral at their aunt's house, and Mark is insisting that they read the will then. 
Louise thinks it's because he wants to know how much money he's going to get. Louise has made arrangements with her dad to be the you know the caretaker for the estate, but she, her intention has always been to give Mark his portion, correct, in a trust, so right. that he is he has money for a long time, right? And I. The only other time I've read a scenario like we're about to talk about was in Killers of the Flower Moon. Mm. Oh, right. Where it mattered the order in which the parents died. Right. And Louise is not made the executor of the estate. Nope. <laughs> and she And is... Mark has no intent in sharing. No. And so she's basically ready to just get back on a plane and go back to San Francisco. Let him deal with it. She's mad at them anyway. You know, she can't believe this is how it's playing out. She's but she just wants to get back to her kid. She's been gone for a few days already. She wants she really the house has creeped her out. She's mad that they've again taken his side. She feels like because she's led a, a, a successful life and she's caring for herself and caring for her kid without their assistance that they just didn't they didn't think she needed it and so they gave everything to Mark anyway. And then and her mom actually writes that in the letter yes. to her that says, you know, you can take care of yourself and Poppy, we have no doubt in that. So, yep. you know, Mark has struggled. And so she's ready to go back and um She's convinced otherwise. She's convinced to stay because in the will, she is granted the artwork. Of all the things to of be granted. Of all the things in this house. So just remember, she gets 100% of the artwork. And yeah. what is considered the artwork? All the puppets. And the and dolls. And all the dolls. <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> I would have just said, nope, I don't want it. <laughs> but she feels like she's seeing this for the gesture that it is and that she does and that Mark can't do anything until she's had a chance to inventory all of it, go through all of it, take what she wants. So we're gonna we're gonna fa- you gotta read some of this on your own. Right. So we're not gonna we're not gonna tell you all the things, but let's fast forward to them dealing with some some strange occurrences while they're in the house, putting it mildly. Their cousin is a realtor, and the cousin has to, will meet with them to tell them what to right. do. And the cousin has talked Mark into giving Louise part of the sale for her daughter. Right. And Mercy goes through the house with them. Meanwhile, there are, like, noises coming from inside the walls. There's, the attic is bolted, bolted shut. shut. It's Yeah, it's bolted shut. There's uh, something, you know, underneath the bathroom cabinet. And... and and Mercy just says, there's just a weird vibe here. Can't you yeah. just feel the weird vibe here? And Louise is in denial. And yeah. Mark is like, well, yes, I can. Yeah. <laughs> just sell it. Right. Right. Yeah. And then Mercy says, yeah, I can't sell this. Yeah. In a super matter of fact, <laughs> straightforward. <laughs> She's like, like, this house is haunted. It's, this it's completely is, believable. Haunted. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to sell I this for you. I can't sell it. It's haunted it, and you need to deal with that first. <laughs> you need to get it <laughs> blessed and cleansed. <laughs> And I think part of the thing that struck me so much is just like how no one batted an eyelash. Like <laughs> it was just completely plausible. And I understand there there's some satire at work here, but right. like it's just completely plausible that it you know, that's that explains everything that's going on. We're gonna we'll just get the house yeah, cleansed and blessed and call it good. So anyway, so they we come to understand that in this house, almost for the duration of their mother's life. Because it was the family home from her mother's yes. side. So that's where she lived as a child. We come to know about Pupkin. Pupkin is a puppet. In case anybody wanted Pupkin to know. Pupkin 
is the demon. Well, right. <laughs> but the puppet, mother yes. created the puppet at what, age seven? Uh, young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think very young. Mm-hmm. And that's co- sort of where her her puppet show came from, was mm-hmm. creating Pupkin and Tiki Two Woods and then creating all his little friends that lived with him. And, but we find out that Pupkin has been influencing decisions people have been making. For years. For, yeah, for, in Louise's and Mark's cases, forever. Oh, yeah. And I, am I the only one that imagined Pupkin looked a lot like Chucky? (laughs) (laughs) Well, but Pupkin was a hand puppet. Yeah, a Chucky hand puppet. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking more like a Howdy Doody or something. I don't know what I described. You know, I don't know. I was thinking more like a Howdy Doody. He also he had a clown head. Yeah, I don't know why, but he did. I you did and, or a jester head I, or something. Like, I, I don't know, know. They gave us a description, but once I that Chucky even, view even, like settled in my brain, I could not get you past know, it. Frendo the clown has <laughs> nothing on Pupkin. <laughs> Nothing on Pupkin. You're right. Pupkin is way worse than Fredo. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So so we come to know Pupkin. We come to know that Pupkin is influencing members of this family in really terrible ways. And with Louise, we find out, this is about the halfway point of the book where we find right. out that Pupkin convinced Louise at a young age to torment her baby brother. Yes. Because and they thought it was funny. Like Pupkin thought it was a really funny thing that they were doing. Louise was amused because everyone was giving her attention until the day Pupkin convinced her to let Mark drown. Right. Now Mark did not drown. Obviously, he's a full-grown adult right. now. But uh, the fascinating thing is Louise doesn't remember. Doesn't it. remember. Doesn't remember that way at all. Nope. And I mean, how many you block out bad things right. in your in your youth, right? Like right. you or you you learn to deal with the memory in whatever way you can, but she 100% until Mark retells her that story mm-hmm. does not recall that that's how it went. Right. And then she did. And then she was like, Oh my God, what right. else is this? What else has this puppet done? Well, right. Because you know, it, it gets on your hand and it never comes off. Yeah. It's like suck. It's it hard. Infuses. Yes. Yeah. So that, and then with Mark, it was like when he was older, like his mom gave it to him to when he was in college, college. Mm-hmm. and it got uh, somehow the whole college crowd that he was wor- the well, boys. so they weren't even his. Co- they were he like secretly joined a puppet troupe. That's it, yeah. And they were all super into puppets and doing shows. And at the time, they were protesting the war in the Middle East, and they were using the puppet show to convey those feelings about. Um, you know, anti-war sentiment, and and they went they went to an elementary school and presented a program <laughs> that was not very well received. Right. <laughs> and they and afterward, they decide they're going to commit to creating this like ultimate puppet show. But Pupkin, because Mark has borrowed him from his mother, and to use as like his his one you know his first puppet in the show has basically possessed the leader of the puppet troupe mm-hmm. yeah and they it goes wild it does go wild and it's with the description he's giving us is like he's seeing everything happen through a fog they are right like they don't really remember nope. 
again, they don't really remember, but they did some really terrible things. Yeah. And so, and so that's why, so during that whole time, you know, this is why you dropped out of college. This is why, you know, just to get away from this puppet thing. And so, so Louise has this bad attitude against him because she's not understanding what was happening to him then, but he needed to get away. And then um, all Mark sees is that Louise tried to kill him. Yeah. And not yep. knowing that the puppet was the one that was. And everybody like hush hushed that. Right. Yep. Right. So. Yeah. And so uh, what I what I did not understand until way later in the book is why when their mother came to get Mark from college, when he finally called her and said, I, I can't I can't be here anymore. And she came to get him. She was like, where's Pupkin? And he's like, I don't know where Pupkin is. Cause, and we know that Pupkin is in a house in the woods somewhere right. with the puppet troop. And she's like, well, we got to get him. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> he he's a puppet. Like, do, do we do we need to go get him? Like, can you make another one? Because you got like seven million. Later, this over. makes sense. Right. But like, she's super insistent. So they have to drive out to, you know, to the place where the puppet troop leader lives. He is not happy to see Mark at all. Mm-mm. But he turns Pupkin over. And so Pupkin goes home with Mark and mom, and that's sort of the end of his story right then. Right. But during Mark's Mark's chapters, we 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 learn the most about how you feel when Pupkin is in your head. Right. And it's not great. Right. And you get that at the very beginning because when she's in the house the first time when she comes back home, yeah. Um, there's like she can hear pupkin in her head like you get that first sense that he's talking to her because there's a pupkin song and she hears that song that first day that she comes back yeah so i'm actually glad i didn't listen to this book because (laughs) it's gonna be a creepy voice (laughs) the narrator would have gone high and screechy high pitched creepy voice yes Yes. (laughs) so in the meantime louise she reaches they reach an agreement, right? She and Mark. They're going to do what they need to do to sell the house. And th- they come to understand that maybe their mother was the way she was because Pupkin also affected her, which we find out later. We understand why. And Louise, she finally goes home to Poppy. Oh. So we go from South Carolina to Sacramento, California. She gets, she goes to pick up her kid who oh. walks out of her bedroom with pumpkin holding a pumpkin puppet. Uh, now, this is important because Mark and Louise, in a full blown battle with this puppet, have destroyed him. Yes. They almost died doing yes. so. Yes. And now. Here's Pupkin with her five-year-old daughter. Yes. And Poppy is obsessed with the puppet. She won't take it off. The puppet is doing, you know, he's misbehaving around the house. He nearly sets their apartment on fire. And every time Louise tries to take Pupkin from Poppy, there's a full-blown meltdown. So they decide the only thing to do is to go back Back to South South Carolina. Carolina and have Louise and Mark's aunt... Try to exercise. Yes, that's the word. Exercise whatever is happening with the puppet. Enter Barb. (laughs) 
<laughs> right. Barb is the friend of Aunt Honey who, or Aunt Gail. Which one? Was it Gail? I think it's it Gail. Was Gail. Barb is the friend of Aunt Gail who helps get spirits out of dolls. And when they walk into Gail's house... Like you need or in, somebody to get a spirit out of that. How again, often do you really need that? Nobody bats an eyelash. <laughs> right. They just have this friend who does this. And so they go to Barb's house. It's packed full, full of the dolls she has cleansed. <laughs> but they're all sitting in the living room watching oh. this newest effort. And this is when they discover... That it's not a demon, but a ghost. Right. And they discover that it is the ghost of... Freddy. Uncle Freddy. Uncle Freddy. Now, early on, we learn the story of Uncle Freddy, but it feels a little bit like a throwaway story. Right. We learn that Uncle Freddy died when he was five. Um, it was a tragic accident. And um, he's he's mentioned frequently at family gatherings, but it's just sort of a like a little family lore. And we hear it early, and then we don't hear it again for, like, a while. But we do hear that. that So, if he's five, that's when her mother... Mm-hmm. That's when the mom created the puppet. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Not Oops. that I would have put together that Freddy is the puppet no. until the very end when no. it talks about it. But now it all makes sense, right? Right. So, you find out Uncle Freddy is Pupkin, or Pupkin is Uncle Freddy, or... Her- Whoever's possessing who. I don't I, know. I don't know. All I know is Poppy's getting worse. Aunt Honey is now in the hospital and she's the only one who knows the truth about what happened to Freddie. Right. And I I don't I maybe we shouldn't tell that part because that is a pretty good part of the story. Right. But um now now they understand why Freddie has been has been hanging around all this time <laughs> in the form right. of this puppet. Right. I don't know that that explains so much why it's been evil. <laughs> but, so, like, jealousy. Okay. Over the mom is the, what I got. So, the okay. mom. So, like, when ener- whenever anybody was taking mom's, the mom's attention, you know, mm-hmm. the sister's yeah. attention away from mm-hmm. him was when things started heating up. So, like, as the dad, like, think about how long they were married over the years and right. never had any. But then the dad required more care, more care, more care as he got older. And he broke his ankle. And he broke his ankle. And so, it's that. I It's that right. jealousy. 100%. That's what I got out of yep. it. And, and I don't. I don't think Freddie knew he was being evil. I think Freddie just thought he was doing what he needed to do to regain right the attention. top dog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. And Louise sort of puts this together in a hurry about what's happening. So now she's like talking to Freddie like so Nancy well, will be back. Right. Yeah, so now they're talking <laughs> about Nancy. And so we do find I guess they do explain the difference. I don't remember what the definition of demon was, but a ghost has unfinished business. Oh, yes. And so yes. we find out a secret about Freddy's final resting place. And it's ultimately up to Mark and Louise and Poppy to put that right. Right. And I don't... It's it's a scene you have to read for yourself. I don't want to give too many details about right. the end of this book, even though we're spoiling, because it's just, it's so worth the read. Right. So it, yeah, it's up to them to put right what has not, what was not done correctly right. early on. Right. So I, 
<laughs> there were lots of scenes in this book that made me like real cringe, like real, like full body, like, oh my gosh. And I, I do we tell? I don't know. You know, the one there's there's a lot of satire in here, too. Well, I yeah. mean, it's, I don't know that you pick up on it right away, but, you know. And I don't want to give too much away, but when Poppy has the um, puppet on her hand and Louise is trying to get it off mm-hmm. or something and Mark says, don't cut her arm off, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yep. Yep. <laughs> if you recall, in the previous Grady Hendrix books, there have been some pretty gruesome, pretty gruesome scenes mm-hmm. and they are... They are written to give you a, f- a full mental image of what's right, happening. Right. Kudos, Mr. Hendricks. <laughs> right. But yeah, there were a couple of times in this one where I I I had to I had to put it down and I had to come back to it after I had a glass of water. <laughs> the one the one where the she gets poked in the eye. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, oh. yeah. Yep. That was oh. one of them. I don't like eye st- eye injuries or teeth injuries, so those were hard for me. That oh, was hard for me to read. Man, I don't like dead little squirrels coming back to life. Mm-mm. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I but that's easier for me to sort of brush off than an actual like the, what happened to her eye could actually happen to your eye. And I, mm, right. I don't. <laughs> nope, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. So yeah, it's uh, it can be gruesome. Yeah, Just FYI. Yeah. So um, if if creepy dolls mm. and puppets and really rough family dynamics are not your jam. This is not your book. <laughs> I, can, I can handle the rough yeah. family dynamics. Yeah. Mm, but the dolls and the puppets. Yeah. It's rough. Oh. It is. You Be ready. And it's and the book is kind of long. And it you, is. And you have to read every single word. Yes. There's no there's no skimming this one. There's a lot of um there's a lot of internal dialogue happening and so the and the and at least in the the version that I read which was the actual print physical copy, the font kept changing. Oh, it did in the which is good. I read the yeah. But I had but then I had to keep like going back to see who was talking. talking. Right. <laughs> so that slowed me down a little right. bit. Right. And it took me longer than I thought it was going to to read this, but um once I got to like the two thirds point, that was it. No, I, was I read it in two nights. Fast. Like I read it in two nights. So partly because I just had to find out what happened. Partly because I wanted to be out of the Dallas and Puppet Arena. Yeah, it was. It's a creepy one. I I will say I don't I don't know if he'll ever write a book I liked more than Book Club. Right. Um. But I did enjoy this to the degree that I can enjoy <laughs> Gothic Horror. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a good read. Yeah. Good read. Mm-hmm. So, and, I, and I like um, horror stories. So Yeah. And now it's getting lighter outside for longer. Right. So maybe it's okay. You know, you can read it a little Don't bit read later it in the if day. if you're home alone. Or, yeah, or right before bed. Or even if you collect Thousand Puppets to read Oh, it. yeah. No, that's a bad... You won't look at them the same no. after this. They probably will be looking at you differently, too. So... <laughs> So just saying. A little less cute, a little more menacing. <laughs> right. So we, um, yeah, big thumbs up over here. This was a, it was an entertaining read. Um, I always feel, I have mixed feelings about reading something the week it comes out because I know how long they've worked on it and mm-hmm. I know how long it takes to get to that publication point and then you read it so it's fast. Best, right. And 
but also I, I'm glad I didn't wait because I would not have wanted to have someone accidentally spoil this. Now, if you're listening no. to this, you know what we're doing. Right. <laughs> But I don't think so. But, you know, if you read the front cover or anything, I'm not sure that you actually they never say anything about dolls and puppets. No, no. They just talk about the family dynamics type of thing. So it's a surprise. That's why if you hadn't said anything to me, I would have been totally shocked. Should I have not said anything? No, no. No, it's fine. <laughs> no, no. Are you, would you want to find out where the puppets on your own? <laughs> no. Um, no. But yeah, so I'm glad no one. I'm glad that no one accidentally spoiled it for me because yeah, it's it's a wild ride. <laughs> yeah. So okay, so that's how to sell a haunted house. Yeah. Um. So we haven't really quite decided what we're reading for our next episode no there's there's a lot of choices out there and so we're gonna narrow it down yeah so you'll you'll be surprised right Mm -hmm. on drop day on drop day yeah yeah so in the meantime we hope you're enjoying whatever it is you're reading and um enjoy the longer days because it is it's been a delight seeing the sun out for the last little while right (laughs) and we will see you again next month with another drink and another story cheers cheers cheers